Sunshine Happy Pants Hour, featuring your host, Joe. Hey, in the fridge, is that anybody's taco? Hello? Does anyone mind if I have it? I'll take your silence as yes. Thanks. Wow, how old is this thing? Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sunshine Happy Pants Hour, episode 136. I am your host, Joel, and... Not quite sure what to expect this week. It's been a weird uh, work week, and uh, it's been a nice, relaxing weekend for the most part, so I'm hoping that the episode yields good results, but at the same time, it's been one of those periods in my life where it's not just one thing that has become creative. It seems like everything's hitting me all at once. Like, I want to write, I want to draw, I want to uh, do podcasts, I want to make music, I want to 
I don't know, just all of a sudden I had a bit of a, a renaissance, as it were, in the past couple weeks. And there just never seems to be enough time. So I thought I would uh, make that kind of the focus of the show in, in some regards and throw that out there to you. So if you are new to the show, welcome. It's glad glad to have you here. I can't talk all of a sudden. You'd think after 10 years of podcasting, I would have a better handle on things, but you never know. Uh, sometimes people just kind of stay the way they are. But anyway, if you'd like to find me, you can find me on Facebook. Just look up Joel Happy Pants Hour. That's K-P-A-N-T-S. You can also send me an email at joelhappypants at gmail.com, or you can find me on Twitter at joelhappypants. I also do three other full-time shows besides this one. This one is my six-song musical mixtape, as it were, with uh, talking in between, inane chatter, as it were, different things uh, that come to mind as the course of the day weeks go on. The other shows I do, the first one is called 40 Going On 14. I do that with Mike, Pat, Josh, and myself, and we are friends of 20 years ever since uh, college. It's our nostalgia cast where we talk about things then and now, uh, growing older, and just kind of reminisce. It's a good comedy podcast, uh, not safe for work necessarily. This week's episode was all about uh, the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue and supermodels in general. So if you'd like to check that out, you can find that at 40go14.com for now. Uh, apparently our host is no longer going to host our program, so we've got to find a new host. But in the meantime, it's still available. You can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, TalkShoe, Blueberry, and other fine podcasting directories. Look us up on Facebook. Just look up 40 going on 14 uh, you can send us a voicemail at 708-NOW-RAP. That's 708-669-9727. You can find us on Twitter at 40go14 or on the Musings of a Geek Network, as well as streaming live, uh, well, not live, but streaming Saturdays at noon on Geek Live Radio. Uh, we are everywhere you want to be, as well as Gen Con this year. So if you're going to Gen Con, look for all four of us to be there hosting Instant Game Show, as well as rambling and running around. And uh, hopefully we'll have a banner up somewhere to announce where we are. So if you are interested in meeting all of us at once here's your chance the next show i do is called the coffin joe cast i do that with my brother from another mother Kilawoba, all the way over in australia uh, every week we have a different uh, co-host this week we had mike on from 41 and 14 actually and you can find that on itunes talk show libsyn and stitcher if you'd like to leave an email for that show you can do so at coffin at gmail.com find us on facebook just look up the coffin joe cast or voicemail 661-434-5956 that's 661-434 KWJO, and I forgot to mention uh, email for 40 going on 14 is 40 go 14 at gmail.com. Uh, last but not least, I do a show called Obviously Oblivious, which has been on a very lengthy hiatus. Uh, you can find all the old episodes at obviouslyoblivious.com. Facebook, just look up Obviously Oblivious. Email orgasm at obviouslyoblivious.com or voicemail 206 888 6052. You can find that show on TalkShoe, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, and other places. I do that with the Mike, Nero, and South Philly Paul, uh, all of whom go back to the Awful Show days. So if you're looking for an Awful Show fix and uh, have listened to the old shows many times, then here's a chance to listen to some new stuff. Uh, it's not quite the same thing as the Awful Show, but it, uh, it's a good time. And hopefully we'll be picking up on that again here sometime soon. Last but not least, uh, not a show that I do, but I uh, am on the writing staff for the Creeper Cast, which you can find at creepercast.com. Uh, you can also find uh, the podcast on iTunes and other podcasting directories, but I'm not part of the podcast. I strictly write movie reviews, which uh, currently they're uh, plunging the depths of my online movie review blog and pulling one uh, review every week. Uh, it's released on Saturdays. And then I've been sent a series of uh, independent films to review. I have seven on tap. I've done one so far called The Lashman. I've got another one that I'm going to be doing here, hopefully this week or next week. 
I'm working on figuring out which one I want to do, but uh, those will be available strictly through CreeperCast. Those are exclusive content, and um, I'm looking to kind of help them expand the meat of their site. So I'm currently um, talking with different people about uh, their specialties and kind of getting them involved with the writing aspect of things. Uh, but there will be a general uh, call over the month of March, uh, March or April, March through April for writers. Uh, we want to start a writing section for horror reviews, uh, not reviews, horror uh, short stories. And we'll be kicking it off with um, some stuff by me, some stuff by Jeff, and some stuff by my best friend, Matt Brown. Uh, we've all submitted a couple of stories each to get the ball rolling, but we're looking for other people to kick in as well. So if you are a short story writer, um, and there will be details on the website here soon, go check it out. Uh, it'll tell you about exactly what uh, they're kind of looking for, what the constraints are. And it's a good way to kind of get yourself out there on a, uh, a very, um, you know, positive space for people that love horror. Um, and it's a fastly growing podcast, website, etc. So get in on the ground floor. It's going to be a good time. I shouldn't say ground floor. They've been around for a while, but... You get what I'm saying. Get your stuff out there. Um, all the music tonight is provided to us by MusicAlley.com. That is a Podsafe Music Network. And I specifically uh, wandered through the aisles, picking and choosing from the stuff that really hit my fancy this week. So nothing is borrowed from the artists themselves. Uh, some of it is brand new. Some of it is from a few years back. But it is all Podsafe, all from the Podsafe Music Network. Uh, you can also check out my blog if you want to look at some of the old reviews that are not horror-themed uh, at a momentary lapse with Joel at blogspot.com. And I am proud to announce, finally, it has happened. Uh, GregoryRobot.blogspot.com has been outsourced. Uh, it's still up. You can go there if you'd like. But um, I moved everything over to Facebook. So if you go to Facebook.com forward slash Gregory the Really Angry Robot or just go to my page or just do search uh, Gregory the Really Angry Robot, you will find the homepage for him on Facebook. Uh, all the all the issues are there, as well as a bunch of extras, um, other issues done by other artists, uh, odds and ends, special features, that sort of thing. Um, so go check it out if you were ever wanting to see what it was like. There's your chance. It's all in one place. Um, I've also uh, found that if you download the issues, it's easier to read them. But if not, uh, it's they're not too difficult to read. It just depends on your level of uh, eyeballness. So go check that out. Uh, the first song we heard tonight was uh, a, a cover version of More Than a Feeling by Boston. Uh, this was by a band called Hit the Lights. And uh, Boston is probably uh, one of, if not my favorite band from the 70s, uh, just for their fun, upbeat, kind of windows down, 75 degree weather kind of uh, thing that they had going on. And that's a great song. So I thought it was a good way to kick things off. Um, so other than that, let's uh, go ahead and jump into the next song, get into the meat and potatoes of this show. Uh, it's called Bruised. It's by a band that I think was really undervalued in the, in the, um, early 2000s. I want to say maybe late nineties. I don't think so. I think it was more 2000, 2001, 2002, maybe, uh, the band's called Jack's Mannequin. And, um, I, I don't know how to explain it. It's just one of those bands that unfortunately, had minor success but never really took off the way that i thought they should so when i found this song on, on musicalley.com I, I just i had to play it so check it out if you like it uh, go look they've got other stuff that's not acoustic out there and uh, trust me it's good so uh yep yeah, we'll be back in just a few i've got my things i'm good to go you met me at the terminal 
Just one more plane ride and it's done. We stood like statues at the gate. Vacations come and gone too late. There's so much sun where I'm from. I had to give it away. Had to give you away. Sometimes perfection can be, it can be perfect hell, perfect.
back. That was Bruised by Jack's Mannequin. And I'm telling you, if you've not listened yet, go check them out. Um, it reminds me of another band that uh, was around at that time that I really liked. And all of a sudden, I'm drawing a blank on the name of the band. I should have looked it up on the break there. But uh, reality is, <laughs> breaks last about 30 seconds. And it's just silence that I then plug the song in later. So that you're getting the best quality mp3 i'm not playing the songs live because i want you to have uh, since the music to me is the focus of the show i want you to be able to enjoy the music in the best quality and um so really there was no time for me to check but the reality is i could have done it prior to this show but uh yeah that's not the way i roll so anyway check them out great band so the first thing i wanted to talk about was this whole creativity thing because for me it kind of comes in fits and starts now granted there's always something creative going on in my brain, um, but certain things kind of come and go, and they're never consistent. So podcasting is something that I always want to do. I'm always up for. I'm always feeling creative. I'm always look looking towards talking, uh, making people laugh, making people think, uh, just generally getting myself out there in whatever way I can. But music is kind of a every once in a while I'll get the wild hair to get out the bass guitar or the one of my my either acoustic or electric and just kind of play fiddle around. Sometimes it'll turn into a, an actual song. Sometimes it'll just turn into me kind of killing some time. Um, then writing kind of comes and goes. I've always considered myself to be a writer, but sometimes my brain kind of overwhelms any sort of actual creative outlet. So I get stalled and stunted trying to make everything exactly right before it hits the page. Or when it hits the page, I rewrite it so many times that I get tired of it. And there was a period in my life when I was... Uh, writing where I just I didn't rewrite I just whatever came out on the first try that was it I wouldn't I wouldn't touch it again and I'd throw it in a drawer and that was the end of it and some of that stuff I've come back to and read and made small rewrites and was very happy with it some of it I thought was garbage and didn't want to touch it and some of it I did major rewrites on and and was pretty pretty happy with the results but you know it uh it was kind of idiotic of me to do that and in, but in hindsight now, I, I mean, I'll come up with this idea and I'll sit down and I'll try and put pen to paper and either it'll come out really easily. Like I'll get that one first sentence that kind of kicks everything off. And, you know, if you get that first sentence, it sets a tone for the whole piece. And all of a sudden it just the words flow out of you like water and it's crazy. But other times you get that thought in your head and you just kind of force yourself to write something and it just becomes almost like a task. It's just it's unpleasant. And for me, I want writing to be something natural and enjoyable, and I have so many ideas floating around and things that I've started, and um, I found if you talk about what you're doing, it tends to die on the vine because all of a sudden it no longer is a reality. So uh, things that I've got half done or partially started that I just, I, I hope, I'm hoping at some point to come back to you and continue, but they just sit there and mock me. And so lately I've been feeling like I wanted to do some writing again, and especially with the whole creeper cast thing happening, I've been wanting to kind of get more into that so i've written quite a few more reviews than i have in the recent past um i'm hoping to continue that trend i haven't really had the desire to paint but i have been doing some sketching again i've done three three sketches that i'm pretty happy with here in the past couple weeks but the problem is is that sometimes it feels like there's too much like i want to do all these things at once and by the time i sit down i don't have an office or a desk i mean i've got this makeshift thing in the basement that i call my studio but um reality is is that being down here it's it's quite cold um it's not you know climate controlled the walls are literally you know the walls that go to the outside um and there's no insulation and it's just it's a mess so during the winter i can't really come down here and do stuff 
And upstairs, if I'm doing it on the couch and I've got my feet up and, you know, you kind of get in that relaxed state and all of a sudden you get drowsy because you've been up too late watching movies or you just suddenly the urge kind of flows out of your body and you no longer want to do anything. Uh, Same problem. So the couch sometimes is my best friend. Sometimes it's my worst enemy. And when I'm down here, I'm wide awake. I want to work. Same thing when I'm at, at, at my actual job where I do most of my drawing. It's like I get the urge to... Uh, get creative and and work on something but I have work to do I'm there I'm getting paid to do a job so I have to do it in between my phone calls and and there's not always a lot of time in between so you get just started into that groove and all of a sudden blank you gotta take a break come back in 15 minutes and try and get back into that zone and then blank there's another call and it's you know it's it's hard so with drawing, it's kind of nice, especially when you're doing detailed work, because you can focus on one little section at a time, and every 15 minutes you add a little more to it, and over the course of a week you can get a, a nice little a sketch done. But um, when I'm at home and I get those those urges, and I want to write, or I want to draw, or I want to play music, or I want to do this, that, the other thing, there's 50 other things that I've got to do first, and by the time I get done with those, I'm too tired. I'm, and so podcasting's an easy fix, because it's just me. I go down and talk into the mic, I go up, I edit it, throw it out there boom magic you know it it, it, it's easier to do and it still gets that creativity out but there's so many other things i want to do the problem is is that you know what do you do with that what do you do when you have all this creativity that you want to take a hold of and use i mean it feels like to me like i'm never going to satisfy that urge and there's only so many hours in the day there's only so many days in the week there's only so many weeks in the year it's only so many years in a life that eventually those things are going to run out and all the things I want to say and do and create and, and uh, see if I can attempt and, and try and get out of me, there's never going to be enough time to do them all. And I keep worrying that at some point it's going to kind of fizzle out or dry up because I'm not using it. Uh, and so I just keep trying to feed the beast, you know, um, by watching movies and reading and uh, television, internet, podcasting, anything I can do to keep that kind of fire stoked and ready to go so at the moment's notice if I'm, I'm feeling the urge and I have the ability I'm, I'm going to jump on it my goal is to eventually have myself a uh, an office space surrounded by my own stuff so it's got that nice kind of vibe to it that makes me uh, my imagination start working I'd like to have a very lighted space with uh, some sort of an appropriate desk that already has my podcasting equipment set up Plus has my stuff for other things that I want to do, writing, drawing, etc. Guitars close by in hand with an amp hooked up. You know, just uh, nothing major, but, you know, right now it's just not possible. And so in the meantime, (laughs) another year goes by and another couple things get done here and there, but nothing that uh, really ever makes me feel like I've accomplished what I wanted to accomplish. And since the things kind of go in spurts, when the downtimes happen and then it's like okay all of a sudden i have the ability to create i've got the warmer weather i've got whatever it is that uh, allows me to be down here or, or wide awake on the couch then i don't have the desire at that point and it's it's a it's a vicious cycle and i'm sure some other people out there are going yeah i understand that and some people are like i don't know but it is what it is and all i tell you is that if if the mood hits you take advantage and just run as far as you can with it because you never know when that uh, is going to dry up. So we're going to jump into the next song. It's called Everything by Martin Klein. And when we come back, we got more to talk about. So here we go. Don't care about the rain. Don't care about the clouds in the morning sky. 
The only thing that matters is just that we are together and I know why Don't care about this day, don't care about my way, no I don't lie The only thing that matters is just that we are together and I know why Cause to feel everything by Martin Klein and the next thing I wanted to talk about was there's a movie that I I I didn't even know it existed but all of a sudden it came across the radar when I saw a promo for it and and it was uh, Steve Carell in some very dramatic scenes with this kind of weird looking makeup on and I was like huh what is that so I looked it up saw what it was it was in theater at that point so I knew I couldn't see it in order to have the desire to go out and see it that much but I figured I'd wait until it hit the uh internets or blu-ray dvd whatever the case may be and lo and behold it was released i had a chance to watch it last night the movie is called fox catcher and if you have not seen it yet i'm just going to call spoilers now because i i knew nothing about it before i went into it so i was completely in the dark as far as what the storyline was i knew that it was based on a real story i knew that these were all real people and i'd looked up um, pictures of the characters uh, that they were portraying to see what they look like in real life 
but um, I avoided any actual plot. So as it's watching, that, uh, as I'm watching it, I should say, um, it's a very slow burn. It's a slow pot boiler. You can always feel like there's something underlying in the storyline. There's some tension. There's something there that is unknown that you know that something bad is going to happen but you don't know if when where why how what is going to happen and a part of me was thinking that um you know it was going to be something incredibly violent and uh, on a massive scale or that it was going to be just something that was incredibly violent that uh happened to you know one person for an extended period i i just i didn't know and as the movie is playing out it's it's very the pacing is very consistent it's very steady um there are a couple moments where things kind of lift up and, and kind of get going um but for the most part it stays very consistent um you can almost feel the slow it's like it's like you when you take something like a rubber band for example and you stretch it and you stretch it very slowly you can feel every bit of tension building as you pull it from side to side and you know at some point it's going to snap you just don't know when and as it gets more taut, it, uh, it that that sense of kind of anticipation starts to build. It's the same thing with this. I just I never knew when the stuff was going to hit the fan. And as the movie played out, I mean, it just kept getting more and more kind of okay. When's it going to happen? And then eventually, I realized, okay, this is it's about to go down. What's going to happen is going to happen. And I was right, but. I, you know, it, it it's one of those movies that I don't know that I ever need to see again, not because it was bad. I think it was excellent. But at the same time, once you know the storyline, you know how it ends. I mean, I don't know that you need to watch it again. Um, and if you already know the story, then it, it doesn't matter. You want to see it just to see how they're portrayed and, and uh, uh, just great acting jobs by uh, Channing Tatum, Steve Carell and Mark Ruffalo. The basic storyline is is it's about two brothers who are both Olympic athletes. Both had won gold medals in the 84 Olympics. Um, after the Olympics had ended, they, you know, are starting to train for the World uh, World Championship Games and also for the 86 Olympics in Seoul. And, you know, their brothers, they act like brothers do. They're both a little touched. Uh, the Mark Ruffalo's character is a bit more grounded and family man and more likable and charismatic whereas Channing Tatum's character is a bit more kind of oafish and seems like he might not be all there and is very kind of anti-charismatic people don't necessarily want to be around him or have him be a part of their lives and both of them you see have gone from this you know heights of of fame and glory to suddenly being kind of nobody and it just kind of shows you that just because you're an Olympic athlete, especially back then, didn't mean that you were going to be famous forever. You know, there was your five minutes of fame as a gold medalist on the on the podium, getting your you know gold leaflets around your head and your medals. And next thing you know, you're back at home in your crappy little gym in your hometown training for the next Olympics. Um, but during the course of the story, you find you know that Mark Ruffalo's character is offered a coaching job um, that he is thinking about taking. He's got a wife and a couple kids, and so you know he needs to look towards the future with that but he's still training and in, in, in anticipation of the upcoming events whereas uh Channing Tatum's character is living alone uh, he's got a very quiet sol solitary life and he gets a phone call from John DuPont and John DuPont is the heir to the DuPont fortune and I mean he just basically has limitless limitless money available to him uh and 
he has always been a fan of the sport of wrestling and, and not like the WWF kind of thing, but like the legitimate, you know, Olympic sport of wrestling. And you always kind of get this underlying sense that you're not quite sure why he is into it, but he has a legitimate love of it. He's got a, uh, a gym in his home that he has built specifically for uh, wrestling to be trained and taught. Uh, it's the Fox, Ke- Fox Catcher Gym. And so he flies out Channing Tatum's character to his home and tells him that, you know, gives him a speech about patriotism and how he's the golden eagle and how he wants to uh, reestablish America's pride in themselves and, and nationality and uh, all this, you know, America kind of stuff. And he says he wants to have him come live out there and train and pick a team. And uh, he wants to bankroll basically. Uh, him going to the world championship games as well as the uh, next Olympic games because he wants him to win gold for the DuPont family and, and Foxcatcher. So he also wants his brother there. Well, his brother doesn't want to come. So he uh, takes on the job. It, it's like a $25,000 a year gig. He picks a team. They go to the world championships. They win. And, uh, you know, things are great for a little while. But over time, you kind of start to see that uh, Mr. DuPont isn't exactly all there. He's had a a strange upbringing and he's a little off. So he keeps, you know, kind of insisting that his brother join him and be part of the team. And eventually he succeeds in in getting him and his brother uh, together again and gets his brother's family out there. And um, all of a sudden he's kind of back in the shadows and there becomes some animosity. And after Mr. DuPont's mother dies, he kind of becomes a bit more unhinged and starts to kind of demand more things and completely destroys his relationship with Channing Tatum's character to the point where, you know, after the games are over, he insists that he's leaving. He's not going to be a part of uh, Foxcatcher anymore, and that's the end of it. So um, things happen. Uh, next thing you know, Mr. DuPont is driving up to the house where his brother and his brother's wife and kids are. He stops, he pulls a gun, and he shoots his brother dead. That's what everything's building towards. In the meantime, Channing Tatum's character has moved on, and he started to become an MMA fighter and training other uh, wrestlers. And uh, that's, that's, that's the end, basically. But it's an interesting meditation on a couple different things. On family on sports, on, you know, the Olympic athlete and and how they were treated prior to the internet, television, Wheaties, boxes, things like that. Uh, It's, it's, as I said, a meditation on on the wealthy and what having too much money can do. Uh, I mean, because he he suffers and deals with uh, drug addiction, but not to the point of becoming debilitating. He deals with uh, you know, a mother who's eccentric, a wife who's uh, eccentric. Um, you know, he's got everything he needs at his beck and call at any given time, any point during the day. And you see that that's affected him. And there's certain something to be said about having money and being able to do what you want when you want and not having to worry about anything in this life. But there's also something to be said about the struggle, the the need for financial stability that drives you if you don't have that stability. Uh, the you know, do what you have to do to do what you want to do kind of attitude that the majority of Americans have to to live with because we don't have a choice. That's the way, you know, you can't have everybody be wealthy. Otherwise, it, it just wouldn't work. So it's an interesting 
like I said, just it's an interesting take on that. And you see both sides of it. You see, I don't know. It's just it's so well done in that regard. And it's it's an actor's movie for sure. I mean, I've never seen Steve Carell portray a character quite like this, and it just proves that once again, comedic actors are capable of very dramatic roles. And I've never seen Channing Tatum where I was like, you know, here's a guy that can only play action heroes or, you know, strippers or whatever. He's got some talent and I give him a lot of credit. Ruffalo, I've always known is is phenomenal and I'm just happy to see him continue to work. But he embodies his character to, I mean, they both do. Uh, Even without seeing the actual real life characters, I can see them being portrayed. So if you're looking for something that's kind of a little bit down, um, but very intriguing and very well done film. I would recommend Foxcatcher. I'd say it's probably four out of five stars, but again, not something I probably ever need to see again, but something that I would recommend watching at some point. If you are a film goer, uh, if you like sports, if you like Steve Carell, if you like Channing Tatum or Mark Ruffalo, go for it. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into the next song. It's called George Best City. It's by Unquiet Nights, repeat offender to the show. And we'll be back in just a few. <laughs> What she 
George Best City tonight George Best City by Unquiet Nights. And the last thing I wanted to talk about was kind of, excuse me while I adjust the microphone, uh, it's kind of along the same lines as the creativity brief little bit that I did earlier, but um, this is more to do with just learning in general. And I, I don't know if I've talked about this on the show before, but I am a strong proponent for those who don't ever want to stop learning. And the reason being is that you know, life is short. There's a lot of information out there. There's a lot to learn. There's a lot to know. There's a lot to experience. And there's never enough hours or time in the day to do it. So my personal life kind of goal is to learn as much as possible at any given time. And anything I do that I'm passionate about, that I love, that I'm a part of, uh, that I experience, whether it's my job or my hobbies or whatever, I always try and learn as much as possible about any one of those things from all the different angles um, so that I can be as knowledgeable as I, as I can about whatever that particular thing is. Like when I worked at the record store, I became a, a music buff to a, a totally different level than I was prior to that. When I started podcasting and I started doing uh, music-based shows, I, I strove to become as knowledgeable as I could about even more kinds of music and, and different ways to obtain it. and just it became an even more obsessive part of my life film i wasn't always a film buff i saw a couple movies uh when i was a kid i saw a lot of movies in the theaters growing up but i never appreciated them and then i made an active decision in college when i was a sophomore that i was going to learn about film and not just the action movies or the horror films or the bad movies that i watched i wanted to know about every side of it foreign films uh, comedies dramas uh, whatever the case may be, if there was a film out there that uh, was recommended or that had some sort of a uh, uh, genre or storyline that I hadn't seen or wasn't familiar with or a certain director that was lauded that was their kind of masterpiece, then I took it upon myself to absorb that. And I literally made a conscious effort to become a film lover. And here I am many, many years later, and I consider myself to be pretty knowledgeable about film. Um, I can play Six Degrees Kevin Bacon with the best of them. You get me and Josh and 40 going on 14 together in a room, and we're unstoppable. Uh, without the internet at our fingertips, we are unbeaten. So, you know, it's it's interesting that uh, I literally remember making that decision, like physically having my brain go, okay, here's what we're going to do. Let's do it. And that was it. Um, books. I mean, books to me are probably the most underutilized resource on the planet. Now, the internet is a lot of reading, yes, but there's nothing like immersing yourself in a book that's written by somebody that uses your your brain, your um, intellect, your imagination. Everything gets thrown together in a big pot, and it just brings an entire world alive in your brain. And I, it, to me, it feels like if you're going to stay one step ahead of Alzheimer's or any other kind of atrophy of your brain, you've got to read. You've got to keep it fed. And for me, certain authors will inspire creativity, so they tie together with the first topic um, that reading 
triggers the desire to create. Um, same thing with music or television or film. It, it gets me excited. And even if you're reading a Wikipedia page or you're, you're going to WebMD or you're uh, going to the homepage of your favorite baseball player or musician and you're reading about their lives, you're looking at, um, I don't know, manuscripts or music lyrics or whatever the case may be, as long as you're always doing something to enrich yourself. And it doesn't have to be, you know, Einstein's theory of, of relativity. It could be just reading anything. I mean, it doesn't matter as long as you're taking it upon yourself to gain some sort of new knowledge in a day. And it's like they say, you know, you learn something new every day. I believe that that's maybe not 100% true, but it's it's pretty accurate. And you should strive to accomplish that because, I mean, you can't take it with you, uh, especially the things that you learn. I mean, when, when you're gone, the things that you've amassed in your brain go with you. It's not like your comic book collection or your uh, you know, G.I. Joe dioramas that uh, when you die, they they can stay behind and be passed to another generation. Either that or they end up in a, a large pile of garbage or burned or uh, destroyed by moths or whatever. But you can't take it with you. And those, so those stay behind and go to the next person. But the things that you learn over the course of your life, I'm not saying that uh, I don't want you to think that that's a reason not to do it because it's not going to be able to be anything you can use after you're dead. But the, the thought of process is, is that once it's, it's, you're gone, it's gone. So get as much in there as possible. Enjoy it. Use it. Make it your own. Don't be a jerk about it. Don't be a Mr. Know-it-all. But at the same time, share with others. If uh, there's a need for it, if you can um, put some use to it, then absolutely do so. And I've done some things in my life just because I wanted to learn more. And for me, it, it, I feel it makes me a better person to know as much as possible to know all the angles, to know all the sides. And I think that everybody should take the time to do the same. And not everybody probably is of that same mindset, but eh, that's all right. To each their own, and that's what makes the world great. So that's all I really had to say about that. So we're going to jump into the next song. Uh, This is by Silverstein. The song is called Red Light Pledge. It's a repeat offender to the show. And we'll be back in just a few.
you everybody for joining me this has been episode 136 of the sunshine happy pants hour forgot to mention that was a red light pledge by silverstein <laughs> sorry about that um the acoustic version if you'd like to find me you can find me on facebook.com just look up joel happy pants hour you can also find me at my email address joel happy pants at gmail.com or twitter at joel happy pants you can also um send a voicemail to any of the voicemails that I'm going to list here in a minute. Or if you'd like to send an email to this show and you can't remember the email address, you can always send it to one of the other ones and they will get it forwarded to me. Some of those I even monitor. So uh, just a side thought. Uh, If you'd like to check out uh, my other podcast, 40 going on 14 is available through 40 go 14.com iTunes, Stitcher, TalkShoe, Blueberry, and other fine podcasting directories, as well as on the musings of a geek network and streaming Saturdays at noon on geek life radio. You can also find us on Facebook. Just look up 40 going on 14. If you'd like to leave a voicemail for that show, you can do so at 708-NOW-RAP. That's 708-669-9727. You can also find us on Twitter at 40go14 or 40go14 at gmail.com. Uh, the Coffin Joe Cast, available through iTunes, TalkShoe, Libsyn, and Stitcher. You can uh, send an email to coffinjoecast at gmail.com. Look us up on Facebook. Just look up The Coffin Joe Cast. If you'd like to be a third co-host on that show, there are always spots open. So please shoot us an email, voicemail, give me a call, whatever. Let me know because uh, I need to book guests constantly, and I would love to have you on if you've not been on before. Find us on Facebook. Uh, send us a voicemail at 661-434-5956. That's 661-434-KWJO. And last but not least, Obviously Oblivious. You can find it at obviouslyoblivious.com, facebook.com. Just look up Obviously Oblivious. Email orgasm at obviouslyoblivious.com. Voicemail 206-888-6052. Find that show on iTunes, Stitcher, TalkShoe, and other podcasting directories. Eventually, it will be back on the air. But if you'd like to check out the back catalog of stuff that we did prior to the hiatus, you can do so at any time on any of the places I mentioned. And last but not least, uh, check out my reviews. Just look up Joel or uh, Joel Happy Pants or a Happy Pants review, and it'll bring up all my reviews that have been posted so far to thecreepercast.com or creepercast.com, I should say. That's for the Creepercast. Also, check out Jeff and Jason's podcast. Uh, Take a listen. It's good stuff. If you're into horror, it is a uh, catch-all website for you to go to. They have a lot of good content, and I'm helping to try and boost that even more so. And speaking of which, if you are an author and have written a scary short story of any kind, supernatural, aliens, ghosts, monsters, slashers, whatever the case may be, something original, zombies, um, then there's... Uh, going to be a writing page that we're adding soon uh, section to the blog and they're looking to get authors involved so uh, myself my best friend Matt and Jeff have all submitted some stories to kick the things off get the ball rolling if it is longer than a certain uh, period or if it's been serialized into sections then uh, we probably would break it up and do uh, smaller uh, bite-sized portions rather than to throw a you know 50 page manuscript at somebody but um so go there, check it out, look for the review submissions to be going up soon. And uh, we'd love to have you submit some stories. We need content and it would be a good way to kind of add to an already pretty amazing show and site. And we're working to uh, expand it so that it's got a, a broader base and more stuff there for you to check out when you're not listening to the podcast itself. So um, all the music tonight was provided to us by musicalley.com. That is a PodSafe music network and the best friend for a podcaster. If you'd like to check them out, uh, musicalley.com, like I said, it's the place to be. Ten years worth of music so far and counting for me. I'm really getting into the archives now since uh, there's not been a lot of new submissions since about Christmas, but hopefully there'll be some more stuff there soon. If not, I'll have to start uh, (laughs) going out to my archives and or looking for other sites to kind of fill the gaps, but we shall see. Uh, Check out my blogs. 
well, blog, a momentary lapse with joel.blogspot.com. That's where this show is first announced. It is also uh, the place where he's kind of getting some of the reviews for these Saturday drops on the uh, CreeperCast website. So if you want to catch them early, you can go there and check them out before I rewrite them, touch them up, or submit them to him. Um, and Gregory the Really Angry Robot has moved. Uh, it is still available through gregoryrobot.blogspot.com, but if you'd like a different format, an easier way to see it, and uh, something that you can do on your Facebook t- page, then uh, just go to facebook.com, just look up Gregory the Really Angry Robot, and you can find all of the old issues there as well as a bunch of other fun stuff. So that is the place to go. The last song after the outro is called Group Experiment. It's by Rave Boar. It's going to be a little bit of a, an interesting change of pace for the show, but I really liked it, so I thought I should get it in here for you to check it out. Um, and if you're curious about the intro and outro, uh, what do you call them, sound bites, uh, bumpers, whatever you want to call them, those are from uh, Die, Live, Die, Repeat, or Edge of Tomorrow, the Tom Cruise movie that uh, I saw not too long ago, where he plays a, a, a guy who is a, like a media relations expert for a war against some aliens who ends up uh, saving the planet by uh, not being able to die. It keeps repeating the same day over and over again. It's like Groundhog Day meets Aliens. So I just thought that'd be a fun thing to throw in there. If you haven't seen the film yet, it's good. Check it out. And uh, so that's it. All I got to say is keep being creative. Don't deny your urges and try and learn something new every day. Love you guys. See you next week, kids. Better start over, don't you? to keep yours and mine to know.